All right, everybody, welcome to it's the John Fiala episode, episode number fifty-seven of the Still City Insider podcast. Jimmy, all right with that? No, no, oh, it's the Kieran Fox episode. Okay, Kieran Fox. So it's the John <laughs> Fiala versus Kieran Fox episode fifty-seven, Still City Insider podcast. I'm Jeremy Ritz, alongside. Mr. Jim Wexel, we got our gallery view back up here. We, we didn't have that set up last week, but super excited to have you back. Um, Jim, how has your week been going? Oh, this week's been going great. I'm home. <laughs> you know, you, how was the steak? How was the steak? Oh, the steak? The steak was undercooked. Yeah. Well, I mean, Price was right. <laughs> I mean, undercooked by St. Elmo standards is still, you know, it got to the cook portion. I ordered a medium, and it was medium rare. And some of the guys were a little jealous, and I was like, ah, you know. But anyway, uh, the last couple bites were fantastic. The shrimp cocktail's fantastic. You know, I I survived the tornado driving there, but driving home, I had I got into Noah's Ark. It's four straight hours of torrential downpour. So getting there and back was not, you know, with the with the, the climate change happening it's it's no longer snow and wind in indianapolis in mm -hmm. february it's tornadoes and rain tornadoes and rain huh. it's getting warmer so you know i don't know which is worse sounds like a, a heck of a combination it sounds like i'm doing a lot of complaining too a little bit I'm really feeling good this is a great week i'm going to canton tomorrow to research more uh, uh up the, we've got some you know i i wrote i worked hard at the combine i uh we have some writers. Uh, we have some guys, Roy Countryman, Shane Hallam, Matt uh, Steele. They're all uh, busy pumping stuff out. We had an answer man about 10 days ago. So I'm uh, in the middle of all this work coming in, and I'm going to Canton. I got three books on my mind, and uh, it's just all research right now. This is doing the heavy lifting, and I love that. That's Sitting awesome. in the basement of the Pro Football Hall of Fame with books all around me. I mean, I know it's weird, but that's what I do. I just see you, you, you just lit up. I know it's March and I love it because I don't really have to go to work and I got other people, you know, I'll get up early and post other people's stories and yeah. I did all my work last week, survived the tornado, survived the flood. I'm feeling good. Yeah. I'm feeling good. This Kieran Fox episodes really yeah. got me fired up. All right. Well, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good that you're feeling good. And you should be feeling good out there in the audience today. We've got a great show for you today. A lot of things that we're going to talk about. If you remember from last week, Jim was at the Combine, so I'm sure he's going to report back to us a little bit from there. Um, but we're also going to talk about the potential of Bud Dupree maybe returning to your Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll talk a bit more about that number 17 pick in the first round. Is it going to be cornerback? Is it going to be offensive lineman? Um, if you look at who the Steelers talk to in terms of their interviews out at the Combine, it's probably going to be one of those positions uh, so we'll get into that. And I think Jim has a player that he's enamored with, with some of his uh, tape watching that he's going to get into. Uh, and then, Jim, before we, we close out today, I also want to get into, and we'll save this for the end, the possibility of the Steelers dealing that first pick in the second round. Because Omar Khan did say that that's going to be a um, a tasty pick that some people are going to be calling them about it. I'm not saying they're going to do it, but just want to get your insight and if it's a possibility for them to, to trade that pick. Let me just say this. You guys in your, not just you, you guys in your <laughs> Omar Khan said this stuff. You know, I mean, it was all cliche coach speak stuff. I, 
the only really the only thing that he said i, I mean that that took me back a little bit was he said i he said we'll all we'll draft the hall of famer i said what if it's a hall of fame running back and he said no yeah so he admitted that they're not actually going to draft hall of famers a position in need means something this trading yeah we might trade up we might trade down that's what they say that's how they answer stop we're analyzing this stuff hey that's what makes it fun i, I mean no it's not fun it's stupid oh, let's, get to the let's get to the good stuff all right well here you know, um uh, what was the good stuff? Well, I don't know if we have any good stuff. But go ahead. So here's the good stuff. So we we do have to start here. So it's episode 57. You mentioned Karen Fox. I mentioned John Fiala. You have any nuggets on those guys as the insider, as the? Absolutely not. No? No. No? John Fiala okay. was, uh, man, I remember. I'm glad you mentioned his name because I was trying to think of uh, who back in 2000. There was a. Uh, oh, who messed up the uh, uh, 2001 AFC Championship game? Was it John Fiala? Did he get a? I don't. I mean, that was Cordell Stewart. Well, they had so many special teams fiascos, and I think John Fiala was a special teams captain. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Okay, so it's the John Fiala episode, a special teams debacle ready to happen for the viewers. So pay attention. All right, there we go. So while we're not starting with special teams. Uh, a few years ago, Bud Dupree left the Steelers. He signed a deal with, with the Titans. He got his money. He got paid. He was injured there. Uh, but now it's being reported he's expected to be released. And somewhat perfect timing because the Steelers don't really have true depth there behind T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith. Um, what are the chances of this reunion potentially happening, Jim? And do you think that Dupree would be willing to take um a backup spot and would he take a uh maybe less than delicious contract to return to the city that drafted him you know i thought all of the answers to that were no no and no and it was absurdity and i i felt it was such an absurdity that i cut it out of matt Steele's column back in january therefore it's gonna happen right <laughs> jim cuts it out of the guy's story writes him and says hey what are you doing it's not gonna happen why would bud dupree want to come here and know he's the backup mm -hmm. i mean they really like alex highsmith and with good mm -hmm. reason uh <laughs> i read somebody say that well alex couldn't play without tj didn't he have like wasn't he leading the nfl in sacks without tj he was Man, his run defense was really good. I'm sure they're going to extend him. I mean, Bud would know he is just not going to play much except mm -hmm. whatever rotational basis. Now, all that said, since I came down so hard on Mr. Steele and he took it so well, he's a polite young man, you know it's going to happen and I'm going to have egg on my face. Right? <laughs> right? That's how things work. So, yeah. That's why I think he will sign to make me look bad. <laughs> I mean, I don't think – I mean, I understand he's probably not going to get as much playing time as, as he would want, but the, the edge position anymore, you got to keep guys fresh. And yeah. as important as they are on this defense, you know, I think they could have a nice little trio there and maybe uh, Austin could design some packages to get all three of them on the field if he were to come back. Yeah, and but I think they, you know, they used to use Bud in a three. You know, TJ he plays up the middle too. So there, there have been some three OLB packages. Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I don't know. 
how, how hurt Bud is. I don't know where he stands physically. That'll be that'll be significant. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if he made enough money in Tennessee to be happy with taking third t- second uh, team money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's possible, and you know, Bud. Bud, Bud was a little outspoken when he was here, but he's probably grown up since then. He was always outspoken in a kind way, which meant he wasn't using his head, really, with some of the things he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he always was good-hearted, I felt. Yeah. And he didn't get along with James Harrison too well when Harrison got jettisoned. Interesting. Uh, you know, uh, well, he had some things to say about Harrison, and Harrison, uh, it didn't... I haven't asked Harrison, and I Bud's gone, so I didn't ask him. But it just seemed that uh, Harrison probably did not treat that situation well. Any of the linebackers, outside linebackers, yeah. I mean, he was falling asleep in meetings. Pretty much got kicked off the team at the end of his career, and mm-hmm. you know that's why they don't re-sign starters to put them on the bench. They they traditionally right. haven't done that. They did it with Jerome Bettis, and it worked. So then they did it with James Harrison, didn't work. Right, right. Yeah, it was too good. TJ proved he was too good. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So Bud could sign, and uh, hey, I don't know. It's it's possible. Though, like I said, you just know. You just have a feeling when you, especially I, I cut it. I don't usually cut it out. Mm-hmm. I usually, well, like reword it so that it's just in case we don't look bad when it doesn't happen. Yeah. I just cut it out. I said, Matt. Uh-huh. That's not going to happen. What are you doing? And that's like, I don't know. Ever since then, I've been looking at it like, hmm, maybe. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll have to keep an eye on on that scenario to see how that plays out. Well, so, let, let me add this, Jeremy. Yep. This is a great deep draft for outside linebackers. I now, mean, they could, get their num- they could get their number three in the draft. So that's what I wanted to hit on here real fast. So, you know, you look at a lot of the mock drafts that are happening right now with, with writers. You're seeing edge. Uh, being mocked to the Steelers, uh, probably around the, that third third round pick. Do you see that as a possibility, round two, round three? I mean, obviously, later in the draft, I could see them making a move like that. I don't know if it's as important, that depth, to be drafted that early. But what's your take being that it is such a deep draft for outside? I'd rather they sign a guy like Bud Dupree. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. Come on. You got to make it. Seriously, I'd rather see them fill that hole and not have to – be be uh forced pigeonhole to mm-hmm. draft an OLB. Yeah. You know, if you, if you see some value that you just can't pass in the third round and you want to make them your four guy, okay. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd I'd hate to see him have to go in with another need. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would agree with you. If you can resign a guy like Dupree, it takes and I know that they don't draft for need, right? That's what they say. But it, it does take a need off of um draft for need. Right. But you don't have to burn that pick there. And I think you could still get something out, out of Bud. Um, speaking of the draft, Combine wrapped up last week. Be interested just to hear hear your uh, thoughts on the performances, individual performances of some of the prospects out there. But really, I think we have it narrowed down. And I think I think we did this last week, too. Um, it's either going to be cornerback or offensive lineman. If you look at the number of players that they interviewed, at the combine, at those positions, there were there was no other position where they've talked to so many players. Do you get a sense hey, now? Also, let me say this: mm-hmm. the 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 guys who made it their mission to go around asking if they met with Mike Tomlin had no other questions to ask about football. Just bothered the entire mob surrounding the 
players that wanted to talk about football because when you say, did you talk to the Steelers? Then you got, did you talk to the Falcons? Did you talk to Tampa Bay? And, and we, we got to sit there and listen to all this. Everybody talks to everybody. The reason we have more offensive linemen and corners listed on those lists is because that's what the guys see as needs. They didn't go ask the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. They didn't go ask the running backs. So those lists are ridiculous. They meet with everybody. You know, if they meet with them at the senior bowl, they meet with them. If you know that that the Steelers might be interested in them, there's a reason that the Steelers are interested in them because they need the position. Yeah. Okay. Right. Can I get that? I'm done with that rant. I'm doing a lot of ranting. You're, you're full of rants today. You know, I was going to come in and I, I, I ranted and talked too fast last time. I was going to slow it down and show you how much I've matured since I drove through a tornado. <laughs> it's on full display here today. It's on I, full I, just, display. I just hate that, that, that if you talk to the Steelers and these guys are wearing Steelers gear, you don't wear Steelers gear and pretend you're a reporter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> you know, I try to help the guys I know. I don't yeah. know some of these guys. I'm not going to tell them what to do, but don't wear your Steeler hoodie and go to uh and, and pretend you're a reporter. Hey, I don't have my Steelers gear on anymore. You, know, you treat me right. I told you. I'm just I'm objective. I don't. I'm just. I'm not even a fan anymore. I just watch and just. I give my Steelers gear to my next door neighbors and stuff, and or I regift. You know, they they send us a polo shirt of what what the coaches will be wearing in in the fall. They send mm-hmm. them to us in the media in the spring. And I give, I regift, I give for Christmas presents, and people are so happy. My dad, he's got like five of them, you know. So you just gave away your secret now. Everybody's going to know the holiday time. Oh, here comes nobody that. Nobody watches Jim. our podcast, Jeremy. We mean nobody watches our podcast. I think we're up to like two hundred people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I watches it. I think anybody, any of uh, the the twelve of the two hundred left who are tired of me ranting. I think I'm calmed down. I think I'm okay. We can proceed. All right. So let's let's talk cornerback offensive lineman and some of the prospects from the uh, the combine. Joey Porter Jr. Obviously, we spent some time talking about him. Cornerback out of Penn State who is on the Steelers' radar for obvious reasons, but also because he's one hell of a cornerback. Peter Skronsky, the tackle out of Northwestern. Broderick Jones from Georgia. Um, talk about some of the players, their performances at the combine. And I know you you talked about watching some film on a player. Let's kind of get your take here where you're leaning at first round. Um, you know, uh, Porter Jr. is not being looked at because he's the son of Porter Sr. Right. He can play. Tomlin loves the pedigree. And with good reason, all NFL coaches like the pedigree because these guys are going to not be overwhelmed by the situation. Joey Porter Jr. has been practicing with the Steelers. He's covered A.B., you know, he's not going to be nervous coming out and covering Deontay Johnson in practice. Uh, pedigree means a lot, um, but it's not the end all. It's not, it's not the reason that we as writers are writing about it. The kid can play. He's ranked 12th by Daniel Jeremiah. The Steelers are picking 17th. Yeah. He ran a 4 4 6. That's not 4 3, but it's not 4 5. It's, it, it, it could call, it could fall to 17, but I don't know that it will. And he fits what they want to do with the press man. They they want to play more press man. They're not the zone team they used to be. Mm-hmm. They're not the cover three team they used to be under Dick LeBeau. He's perfect for them. And um, played at Penn State. Uh, they barely threw on him in the second half of the season. 
so much to like about him. He's really sweet. He's not like his dad at all. Wow. <laughs> dad would have grimaced and glared at us the whole time. He's got. He said he got a smile from his mom. He said it's a good mix. I got my ferocity from my dad, and I got my smile from my mom. And he used that smile a lot. Yeah. Sweet boy. Um, you don't want him too sweet, though. All the choir boys should be in church on Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Not on the football field, especially on defense. But uh, I like him a lot. Um, I don't know that he's going to last to pick 17. Mm-hmm. Christian Gonzalez strikes me as the number one guy. Witherspoon didn't test. Uh, he's more of a zone guy, but he is really smooth, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the Steelers would take him like they would Porter because of style. They want that press man. And Porter, Porter really, that's what he played at Penn State. Mm-hmm. Um, so that covers your corners. I, I like Cam Smith. Uh, he talked about some past incidents that the Patriots grilled him on that has some people concerned. I like the fact that he brought it up to the media. Mm-hmm. He seems to want to be honest about whatever it is. So it can't be too bad. Yeah. Uh, he seemed very serious. And Jalen uh, Hyatt. I got that right. Is it Hyatt or Wyatt from Tennessee? The receiver called him the best corner he went up against. Uh, I like Cam Smith, but there's a guy that you might get at 32. And the the cornerback crop is so deep, Mm -hmm. so deep that you may be better off going offensive line. Mm -hmm. Now, offensive line, do they need an offensive line? I don't think they need, they don't have a spot open like uh, in 2002. They, I predicted they would take Kendall Simmons because the right guard position was open. Tilski left in free agency. Um, there is no uh, open spot. There are some people who maybe disappoint others, but the, the line did play well as the season went on. And Dan Moore isn't as reviled by the, the team as he is by the fan base yeah. for whatever reason. Dan did give up the most sacks last year, but he also played left tackle, and that's going against the best guy usually. Yeah. So uh, I don't know that they're ready to replace Dan Moore as he heads into his third year unless they bring in a guy who just kills him and then they would make the move. But uh, I don't know that Trent Scott is their first backup tackle. J.C. Hassenauer is their first backup interior guy. No, I mean, I want those guys as my number four tackle and my, uh, you know, my number nine or ten OL. Yeah. Uh, They need a number six guy. And if you can get Skaronsky, you can probably play center too, a guy who could back up five positions. And then whenever that injury happens, boom, that's where Skaronsky goes. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to get Skaronsky. There's there's more pedigree. Grandson of Bob Skaronsky. Everybody knows all the great Hall of Famers for the Green Bay Packers. Who knows? We don't know their left tackle through the five championships that Lombardi won. Left tackle is a kind of important position, no matter if Bart Starr gets rid of the ball quickly or not. Bob Skaronsky was their left tackle, wow. Peter's grandfather. So you got a Polish kid out of Chicago. If his grandpa played for, for Lombardi, yeah, there's some pedigree there. Pedigree matters. Dropping knowledge. We're looking at Peter Skaronsky because of his grandpa. Dropping knowledge. That I, was... didn't, I didn't mean to say we. I mean the royal we, you know what I mean? Yeah. In yeah. Celebration of the Big Lebowski quarter century being released yesterday. The royal we. So um, I'm rambling on now. Anyway, I'm getting to my point about the offensive lineman. Mm -hmm. Now, I watched Paris Johnson tape. 
they're not going to get him. If they get a chance to get him, wow, mm -hmm. that guy, that guy's a stud. Broderick Jones, I was very disappointed in him. Mm -hmm. I think the number three tackle is Darnell Wright. And I saw Jim Nagy was raving about him today on Twitter. I, I quote tweeted him saying, I predicted Darnell Wright's going to be the pick at 17. The right tackle for Tennessee has some guard in his past. And I believe he could play either guard spot and right tackle. Could he play left tackle? I don't know. Trent Scott has some um, experience at left tackle. He might be the first sub, but, you know, if that injury happens right away, if Dan Moore gets hurt, or if Darnell Wright beats him out badly, obviously and clearly in training camp, then Darnell Wright can play left tackle. But right now, that's that might be a stretch because Darnell Wright, and that's why Darnell Wright's going to last till pick 17 because he's a right tackle. People don't think that's as important as left tackle. Yeah. I yeah. just like he's a big man. Played at Tennessee, had great games against great players. Alabama's pass rusher um, really played well at the Senior Bowl, but he's just a forgotten cause because he's a right tackle. Yeah. I'll take that, dude. Uh, where was Searcy picked? Like 11th? He was a right tackle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was an 11th pick. Yeah. Just a massive man. And, and, hey, teams run to the right. You know, they're right. Power, power football to the right. And get that get that road grader over there, and I think he can pass block. He's got great feet. Played at Tennessee, could play guard. You know, don't, they're not going to let Chuke stand in the way. They're mm -hmm. not going to let Trent Scott. They're not going to say, "Oh, I don't know what other position they need right away." And I, I assume they're going to sign a safety back. They're going to sign a. You know, they have Levi Wallace. They better get Cam Sutton. Have so, to. Otherwise, there's going to be an opening at those positions. But otherwise, there's no openings anywhere. People are screaming they need a wide receiver because of the depth, because the fourth-round rookie uh, is not good enough to be the number three. Anthony Miller might not be good enough to be number four. But uh, what, what about inside backer, Jim? Because six offensive linemen. Inside backer, I mean, you do have Miles Jack returning, but Devin Bush's spot's vacated, unless you think Mark Robinson's going to be able to step in in year two. What's wrong with Spillane? Oh, well, we, we know what Spillane is. Blaine's their number one guy. I got news for him. Oh, jeez. Well, hey, I hope Robert Spillane isn't one of the 12 people watching this podcast. <laughs> I'm, a, he's I'm an a, angry dude. He's an angry dude? No disrespect. <laughs> I'm just remember, saying. He's, remember, a, he's a death player. He He's a nice death player. He could fill in if there's an injury. But in terms of what they're looking for at that inside position, somebody physical who could stop the run – yeah, he's physical on occasion, but he's not consistent. Now, I, I hope that's not their plan to go in with him he's as their, their number starter. One. Oh, he's man. Their number one. If Miles Jack clears his medicals, then fine. You know, I don't know what's going on with Miles Jack and his medicals. He seems to be deteriorating <laughs> physically. Mm -hmm. Not great because he, he was on course for 150 tackle. Yeah. And then he tore a groin. So who knows? I like him personally, and I think he'll get better as he gets to know the system. But you know what they need? You know, I loved uh, Jack Campbell's interview. He was a cross between Jack Nicholson and Jack Lambert. And his name's Jack. So mm. I was watching tape last night. No, uh -oh. You know, there's no rookie inside linebacker going to come in and help. Trust me. So they, they need that. That's where they need the free agent. The free agent crop is deep at ILB. Mm. That, that's what they're going to do. I, I really don't see Drew Sanders. I don't see – you know who I see? Trenton Simpson, the guy 
who who's who was at the combine, he kept going on about his favorite uh, job as an inside linebacker is spying quarterbacks. I'm like, oh god, this guy has no instincts at all for stuff. Yeah. And does he? And I watch tape, and the instincts aren't there. But you know what? He's a running hit guy, and Tomlin always has a running hit guy. His first draft pick was a running hit guy, Lawrence Timmons. Timmons. You know, and then Shazier and, and Devin Bush. They they want speed at the MAC at one of those spots. Belaine will call plays and be the physical buck guy or Miles Jack. But I think a guy like Trenton Simpson fits Tomlin's style and might be their pick at 32. Okay. Okay. Even if they bring in a free agent, because and Trenton Simpson's not going to be ready to play right away, just like Lawrence Timmons wasn't ready to play right away. And, so what a- but I'm looking at Darnell Wright and then Trenton Simpson and then maybe a corner uh, with the second, second round pick. Okay. What about, uh, and we, we did talk a little bit about uh, David Long, the inside backer, yeah. WVU. I know yeah. that he's, um, there's a possibility there. And the the brothers Edmonds, the Steelers love the brothers, right? Uh, is it Tremaine? Tremaine Edmonds? Yeah, they're not going to have the money for him. Mm-hmm. You know, they got to bring Terrell Edmonds back. They've got to bring uh, Cam Sutton back. Um, who's the other guy they have to bring back? Well, they're going to have to bring in an ILB. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I, I don't know. That, that's a little rich, especially when there's guys like David Long out there, like you mentioned. Right. right. So the player that you were watching film on, um, let's let's talk about that. Darnell Wright. No, there's Dar- – okay, so it is Darnell Wright. Okay. I already let that slip. I'm not good at building up on podcasts. I was going to say, I was waiting. If I was writing a column, I'd have done that a lot better. So Darnell Wright right now is the number 17 for your Pittsburgh Steelers. I think think it's, you know, if PZ falls, PZ or Darnell Wright. But you know what? Sometimes you just got to go planet theory. You know what the planet theory is? The the biggest dude that's out there, right? There are only so many men that size on the planet. Yeah. Get one. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's a that's a good theory. A um, couple more things just want to hit on. I know we're we're going a bit long here today, but Jordan Addison did not have a great performance at the combine. How much did that hurt his draft stock? Did he fall out of the first round? To me, it did. Hey, mm-hmm. other people might like him. The only reason I was jacked up about him is because Kenny Pickett promised he'd run in the four threes and maybe four two. Four five four four five five was five five, and he's one hundred seventy three pounds. Yeah. So a lot of times those guys, see, that's what I think uh, PZ Jr. did. Uh, I think he lost a lot of weight and didn't do anything else, you know, didn't do the lifting because he's going to gain weight back with his 40 time down. He's going to gain weight back and he's going to do the bench press at the pro day. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people do that. So if you got your weight down to 173 and you're only still in the four fives. Yeah. No way. So no. Sec- second round for him, third or third round. I don't care. Mm. <laughs> I don't care. He's not coming here. I mean, no. you know, Anthony Miller looked good at camp last year too. And mm. they like, I'm sure they like Miles Boykin's gunner work as a punt coverage guy. And I know they like Cody White. Three, yeah. four years now, he's been in the pipeline. They're going to use him as the number six guy. I don't see them drafting a receiver, maybe if some value late in the draft, but I don't see it. Yeah. Okay. So, Two, two uh, final questions I wanted to get to, and I alluded to them. Well, I didn't allude to them. I just set them right at the start of the show. What are the cha- – we know the Steelers never trade back and stockpile picks. That's not going to happen. There's no really no precedent for that. However, they have moved up in the first round before. Look at Troy. 
um, Devin Bush most recently. So if they're going to make any type of move in the first round, it would probably be up. Do you see that as a possibility to get their guy? Let's say that Porter Jr. is their guy. They'll trade up for him. And then also, I, I mentioned about uh, Omar Khan talking about that first pick in the second round, that that's going to be a coveted pick. What are the chances that somebody offers just a, a gluttony of riches for that second round pick? Of course. Of talk course. to me about that. Well, more picks are good. That's all I can say. <laughs> what you want me to say? More is good. Gluttony of riches said it all. I don't know why that's a coveted pick. Why? Why is that a coveted pick? He said it was a coveted pick. Well, he didn't say it was a coveted pick, but he said that I forget what his terminology was, but it made it sound like there he's going to be receiving a, a, a boatload of calls about okay. the well, second round. Uh, I, I, and they have a history of trading down. You know, Casey Hampton was a trade down. Um, I can't think of another one uh, that high up, but uh, you know, they, 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 they've done both trade up, trade down. Um, I see them sticking at 17 because I, I think Darnell Wright's another guy. I mean, they'll probably have three or four guys. And, and you know, if they're down to that fourth guy, that's when they would trade up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, PZ isn't going to be – PZ Jr. isn't going to be their only guy they want. Yeah. Especially in a deep, deep cornerback draft. But I see I, an offensive lineman being a guy they like. Yeah. I really wouldn't mind – going um, with Darnell Wright in the first and uh, John Michael Schmitz with pick 32 or maybe Joe Tipman. Uh, you know, we, this this franchise has never gone wrong with the Wisconsin center. Yeah, well, that, that was evident and on the clock. I really love the uh, the centerpieces of the text. Did, did, did we talk about my book on the clock? Uh, I know we only have nine customers, uh, viewers left, but, you know, um, they tell the story about Mike Webster weighing 218 pounds. And then they had George Perlis, Woody Woodenhofer, Dan Radakovich played against Webster. Did I talk about this the last podcast? We didn't talk about center, no. Uh, or Mike Webster. But uh, anyway, they had a lot of assistant coaches that had dealings with the Big Ten, and they, they knew about Webster. They knew a great leverage that he had and in spite of being at 218. And, you know, they passed that film around, especially from the Senior Bowl. Because Dan Radakovich went to the Senior Bowl. He was just hired to be the offensive line coach. And he said, Bad Rad, go to the Senior Bowl. And Bad Rad went with the intention of watching Mike Webster. Mm-hmm. And he came back raving about him. They, they had tape of the Senior Bowl. He just kicked some butt on his uh, middle linebacker from Tennessee State. It's killed him. And uh, um, they passed that tape around like it was the Stallworth tape, like the Don Hudson tape as we talked about it on the clock. Yeah. And everybody loved it. And Chuck's like, well, I mean, when, when do we take this guy? And they're like, take it easy, Chuck. He's 218 pounds. We can wait on this guy. Well, the Bears took that inside linebacker he kicked butt on. They took him with the fourth pick of the draft. And Bad Rad said, I don't know what the Bears were drinking watching that senior bowl tape because he was watching Webster kill him. Yeah, and the Bears took that guy fourth overall, and he Wayman Bryan, I think his name was, didn't do anything. But um, Webby became a great one. He was out of Wisconsin, and his hero, as we talked about in On the Clock, which is available at jimwexel.com, great new book for your draft. You'll love the 70s part, and it's all kind of new stuff, too. But uh, Webster looked up to Jim Otto that came out of Wisconsin, and Jim Otto was his hero. 
So Joe Tipman falls in line is what I'm trying to say. Joe Tipman, the Wisconsin center. I watched tape of him. He, he did look good last night. Yeah. But I, well, I like the Minnesota kid, John Michael Schmitz or Schmitz. Yeah. 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 Hey, this could be maybe they find their next center in this year's draft, which would be nice. And no offense to J.C. Hassenauer because he's a decent backup center. But, yeah. you know, you, you get a big 10 center, you're doing all right, especially like in the middle of the second round is what I'm thinking. But if you take the, the Schmitz kid with your first pick of the second round, I like that, too. Yeah. Now you're. There isn't one person that would complain if they went tackle center. And now all of a sudden they have seven real linemen for your, happy. For your second quarterback. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. exactly. Yep. And then the cornerback class is so deep. You can get that. That could be your third pick. Right. And there's, you know, it's not a good defensive line crop, but I, I will add this. Uh, the guy out of Northwestern, I'm going to call him Tommy. Because I can't pronounce his first name or his last name. Okay. It begins with an A. It's real long. Uh, I believe his parents are from Nigeria. And his last name begins with an A. Is real long. But they call him Tommy. He's out of Kansas City. He went to Northwestern. He's 6'1 and 5'8". Short, 285 pounds. I watched tape of him last night. He is a bully. I watched tape of Keon White. I was disappointed. He looked stiff. 6'1 mm-hmm. and 5'8", 285. I mean, where do you play this guy? Yeah, oh, he's like a defensive tackle, defensive end, but he's like Harrison, really that kind of freaky short guy that's really strong. Right, I really liked him. That's a guy I wouldn't mind. That's another guy you could put in your package at pick seventeen, three, four guys, so you don't have to trade up or down. Yeah, you know, if someone takes PZ, well, we got two other guys we really like too. Tommy, 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 Tommy. A. Hey. Tommy, Tommy out of Northwestern. Hey, Tommy. I talked to Tommy. It was a pretty good interview. I liked it. Yeah. Awesome, Jim. Well, always great stuff. I'm going to close with this. And I saw this on Twitter. I don't, I don't know who put it on here, but the Steelers have four picks in the top 80 this year. So played definitely some uh, opportunities to really build for the future. So, you know, if Tomlin doesn't win the Super Bowl with four picks out of the top 80, he should be fired. Right? He should be. I mean, it, it's got to happen. I mean, Kenny Pickett better be the MVP, too, or something's wrong in Pittsburgh. There's no, discipline. There's no discipline in that locker room. That's what it is. One out of every 20. That's not that great. It's, yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I like two out of the first 32. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Anyway, thank you so much for watching today, the John Fiala episode. It was a lot of fun. Please make sure you check out Jim's work at the Still City Insider. Give him a follow on Twitter at Jim Wexel. You can check out my work at thestillstudy.com. Give me a follow at Still Study, and we will see you back here next week for episode 58. Jim, have a great week. Thanks for putting up with my nonsense today, Jeremy. Take care, brother. That's always a pleasure. All right, man. See ya.